0: Hello and welcome to Stick Together, Australia's only national radio show all about workers' rights and social justice. Stick Together is produced at Tricia Radio in Melbourne and broadcast to around the country on Community Radio Network. I'm Dennis Rogatuk. All throughout the last week, we have seen the corporate media bombard unionists, socialists, emergency service workers and community activists with untruths, false data and deliberate slander. Following the anti-racism rally that was held in Coburg on May 28th, the media sources, like the Herald Sun, have printed numerous stories and articles pinning the responsibility for the violence between the anti-fascist and anti-Muslim groups squarely on the shoulders of Sue Bolton, the Socialist Alliance councillor for the city of Moreland. Although Sue formed a part of the organizing rally, the event on May 28th was supported by more than 60 different organizations right across the state, including Thysiak Community Radio, several unions like the CFMEU and AMWU, and local community groups in Moreland. The media has deliberately focused all of its attention on the street fights that took place between the far-right groups like the United Patriots Front and the anti fa anti-racist groups that came to oppose the presence of those neo-Nazis in the streets of Coburg. Nearly all the corporate media sources completely they ignored the 100 strong community rally that gathered at the stay at the Coburg City Library. Joining us now is Sue Bolton, the Moreland City Councillor for Social Science and one of the organizers of the anti racism rally in Coburg.
1: Hi Dennis, how's it going?
0: Yeah, wonderful. Um uh, so uh, this uh, this past this past uh, week or so, we've seen a real media storm against uh, socialists uh, li- like like yourself, trying to um, uh, blame the vi- bl- blame blame the violence violence on the rally, of the rally, on you uh, on yourself, and um, we've se- uh, we've se- uh, we've, se- uh, we've seen we've seen some major papers uh, doing that. Um, do you think there's a specific reason for that? That has to do with the with the election.
1: I think it is partly to do with the election. I also have a feeling it was also connected to the police association's campaign for more police powers. Um, We, you know, we initiated our rally in February. We've been organising it for several months before we found out that the far right group True Blue Crew and then fairly quickly the United Patriots Front had decided to try and shut our local community rally down um we only found out about their action probably about three weeks before our rally the four three or four weeks before our rally but we'd already been contacting lots of organizations and getting support from various organizations um before um before we knew about that group, and we already probably had about i don 't know fifty odd organizations endorsing the rally and more endorsements came in even after people knew about the um, the far right um, the far right uh, focusing on our rally um, And amongst the endorsing organisations were a lot of organisations that haven't been involved in the counter rallies before. Like, to my knowledge, this is the first time unions like CFMU and ETU and AMWU had signed on to a rally against racism and a rally against Islamophobia. So I felt, and Trades Hall also and signed on. And I think that was a real step forward. Um, also, there were a number of churches that signed on. There were some different migrant groups, including a Malaysian pro-democracy group, which had a big debate about whether or not they should um, you know, endorse something like this. Um, so we had a lot of groups that, haven't you know the Kurdish Association signed on to this? I think that was important as well. So I had a whole lot of groups that haven't been involved with the counter rallies, and on the day itself, you know there were four to five hundred people that had resisted the intimidation, and the police had. In- create created an incredibly intimidatory atmosphere. When they'd failed to force me to counsel the rally and failed to force um, Moreland Council to dissociate itself from the rally, they then went in a full-on media blitz on the Thursday before the rally to just... um, Slam it in every single media outlook outlet as possible to say that there'd be two racist rallies, two violent rallies in Coburg on that particular Saturday, so people should stay away from Coburg. Then the council leafleted a police letter to a thousand households around the um, core um, Coburg area. And I know their residents who contacted me who said they would have liked to have attended our rally, but they were. Frightened by you know the letterbox drop and also by the media campaign saying our rally was going to be violent. There are other residents who um, didn't you know hadn't even heard about our rally until they heard the media storm. And some residents, yeah, some residents did get upset. They felt that our rally you know was a violent rally that had excluded them from their local shopping centre. Some of those residents have also contacted me. Um, now, some of them are just racist, um, but others have, and others um, ex- have an argument that Coburg is so beautifully diverse and multicultural that no racism ever happens there. Therefore, why should you have your rally here? So there are some people who argue that line, and the Greens are arguing that line. Um, but then there are other residents who've contacted me angry about the rally we organised and have explained exactly what happened and what our rally was all about and they've actually ended up basically calming down and saying yes you're right to do what you did so but of course that we you know don't get a chance to speak to all of those people who've been um got a distorted view of what happened in the media
0: yeah, and you mentioned how many unions that all, all, uh, quite a few major unions uh, came out. Sp- Sportrel, you mentioned there was Ralph Edwards, the Victorian uh, State uh, secretar- President, uh, Secretary of the um, CF- CFMEU. Yeah, he's the president.
1: The president, the president. Yeah. Sorry, of the of
0: the CFMEU. We had the NTU, we had the um, ETU, and the M- MW. So, you, if you, and uh, as we all know, uh, racism and Islamophobia are, are definitely also workplace issues uh so do you, do you think do you think this is a, this is a, this has been a good sign that um this the, this could we could help help to help to build a bigger campaign um, let's see uh further, further further down the track
1: i think it's actually a really great sign because um I think it is important that unions speak out against islamophobia for some of the other rallies counter rallies um, some of the male blue-collar unions were contacted by both the racists as well as anti-racists for endorsement, and so some of the unions had had a hands-off policy of not endorsing either rally, and so that's why it was really good that our rally was endorsed by those unions. But we have to, we have to um, see if we can. Um, engage in some further projects with the various endorsing organizations, including the unions. And I think the unions knew that we weren't going to just, you know, do something really, you know, stupid or or provocative because I think the union union organizers or left unions Uh, that are worth their salt will be having discussions with their members about these sorts of issues. There is racism on the job. It's being whipped up. I mean, of course, racism's always been in Australia, but it's been specially whipped up by the federal government and the Labor Party as well, especially when it was in government. And that affects the consciousness of working-class people. And so organisers are coming up against racism on the job and particular workers are coming up against being racially, you know, treated on the job I mean one um Sudanese guy spoke up at the end of our rally he you know talking about some terrible things that have been said to him at work such as you know who d- who did you um uh, paint you know paint job or you know spray paint job you know um or you know various other sort of racist things on the job and some really quite nasty and so I think for us to have a rally like this, it's um which is not just not based on just going out to bash a fascist, but actually designed to try and build an anti racism movement, I think is really important for unions to be involved in because we if we really want to stop further attacks on um our rights in this country, whether it's Medicare, whether it's education, whether it's public health and the myriad of services that the federal government and the ALP tacitly want to axe or, you know, cut back, then we need maximum unity, and we can't allow racism to divide us. So this is really critical for unions, but it's got to be a discussion and we can't just, you know, say to every worker who's got a confused ideas that they're racist it's not you know we actually have to have a discussion I mean unless someone is a full-on racist then that's a different question but there's a lot of workers who've got a lot of confused ideas in their heads and they believe some of the stuff that's been said about Muslims and it's often it's out of ignorance so you know you know, this is a you know probably you know large number of workers in this situation where they're you know they've picked up some of the racist ideas about Muslims and you know people who are non-white, um, but they're not necessarily full-on racists. They've got contradictory ideas. They've got you know, some anti-racism, anti-racist ideas as well as racist ideas flooding side by side within their heads. And so there's got to be a discussion with workers. And so we need unions to be involved in that discussion. We need churches. We need, you know, the various organisations. And even within migrant groups, they're also, migrant groups are affected by these discussions as well. Um, So that, you know, migrant groups can start to get you know, affected by the anti-refugee propaganda or, you know, because it's repeated at, you know, time after time after time. And so workers get affected, you know, various migrant groups get affected by it. Um, Victims of racism even get affected by it because they get lured into supporting racism against other groups of people. So, you know, it's a really serious issue and I don't think it can just be dealt with by just... Physically confronting the far right. I mean, they obviously do need to be countered with counter rallies, but I don't think the anti-racism movement can just be based on that.
0: Of course. Sue, thank you so much for this. And Sue Bolton has not been the only socialist who has been smeared in the papers lately. Rose Ward, a Latrobe academic and NTU activist, has been receiving smear after smear in the Australian for her role in defending the Safe Schools program. These stories love to repeat the fact that Rose is a proud LGBTI activist and a member of Socialist Alternative, who has given numerous talks and workshops at the Marxism conference in defense of the joint union LGBTI struggle for marriage equality and against the homophobic tendencies imposed by the capitalist system in Australia. But the campaign of smear against her reached a new low on June 1st, when Rose was suspended from her position at Latrobe University for allegedly posting a Facebook message cri- criticizing the Australian flag as being racist, a mass campaign to reinstate her, led by the NTU Student Unions, anti-homophobia groups, and socialist activists, right across the states and the country, finally forced Latrobe to, re- uh, to reinstate Rose, and the comrade walked back to her job with a guard of honour. On on Monday, June 5th, this case is by far not finished, and both Sue and Roz will undoubtedly face more media and right-wing smears in the coming months, but their continuous resilience and the support shown to them and their causes by union and community groups demonstrates that we need to stick by one another to survive the viciousness of the attacks perpetrated by the media tools of the ruling elite. You're listening to Stick Together, workers' stories and union news. Broadcast
2: around the the country every week on the Community Radio Network.
0: Furthermore, on the topic of right-wing media smears, the same could be said about a different group of workers who have been in the crosshairs of the Liberal National Coalition and the Herald Sun for a while now, the United Firefighters Union and their demands of the Victorian state government to fulfill their promise of delivering an EBA agreement that values their work and importance in the community. On Tuesday, June 7th, Metropolitan Fire Brigade members and the Country Fire Authority volunteers gathered at the steps of parliament house in victoria and melbourne to reject the political interference of the victorian opposition demand that the media cease printing false stories regarding the proposed cost of the eba and to highlight the strong relationship that exists between the professional and volunteer firefighters in the state of victoria peter marshall the firefighters union victorian state secretary and luke hilakari the victorian trades hall council secretary were some of the main speakers of the rally.
2: But firstly, what I will do is I'll introduce the Secretary of the United Firefighters Union, Mr. Peter Marshall. Round of applause. Thank you very much. Talking about mobilizing, that's what you do best. And that's what you do best because you protect the community. We've got a couple of messages today, in particular for some of these people in the uh, Parliament House up here. We've heard a lot in the press about what firefighters do and what firefighters are. And let me tell you very clearly, in particular, to Mr. Batten and Mr. Guy, one thing is, firefighters are not political football. So get your hands off us. And I've seen a lot of politics during my time, but I've never seen the breathtaking hypocrisy that's coming out of the mouth of Mr. Guy and Mr. Batten for, the, for, the, for political expediency. Let's have a look at what they did when their government was in power to your conditions of employment, to the public safety of Victoria. Let's have a good look at what they did. $66 million they slashed out of the budget. Now, you don't hear Mr. Do or Mr. Batten talking about, oh, look, hands off the CFA. You had your hands all over it. Most importantly, you had your hands taking the money out of the coffers. $66 million you ripped out of community protection when you were in government. And you had the audacity to say, hands off to CFA. On top of that, we've had economists to talk about population growth and the budget cuts. Firefighters, both career and volunteer, had to struggle for uniform under your government, Mr Guy. And Mr Batten. Struggle for uniform. And not only that, you overseen the debacle of a fistful, where firefighters were knowingly poisoned. What did you do about that? You sat on the choir, you had a representative on the inquiry, you missed two of those hearings, and then you come out and you say nothing during all those times. In fact, you were a major critic. Hypocrisy in politics is one, but when you demonise firefighters and try and make them a political football for your own political experience, you have no place in that house that's supposed to represent people, so hang your head in shame.
3: Yeah.
2: I can talk a little bit more about what Mr Guy and Mr Batten, the so-called champions of the CFA and firefighters in Victoria, let's talk about the Black Saturday Royal Commission. The Royal Commission, the CFA asked for 684 extra firefighters, end up getting 342. Critically needed resources to protect the community. What did Mr Batten and Mr Guy's government do? They took it to the federal court to stop the employment of those new firefighters. Spent $21 million litigating against the increase of resources. So you want to play politics? How about you do, deal, deal with some facts? And the facts are you don't care about firefighters. You are tapping in this to make us political football for your own political game. And it's disgraceful. So stop it and stop it now. <laughs> well no, we're just talking about the CFA under that leadership then. Let's talk about the MFB and the ground plan under the Batten, Mr Batten's government and Mr Guy's government that is said on any given day, they reckon you can take fire trucks out of commission, leave areas totally unprotected, solely to save money. Now that's the sort of care and responsibility you get from a Liberal National Party government. You want to play politics? We're happy. But let's deal with the facts. The facts are you rip the guts out of the fire service, you actually put the community at risk, and you put these people here at risk and you put the volunteers at risk, the very people you say you're trying to protect now. Disgraceful. <laughs> Let's talk about the intervention of the Prime Minister. That's great, isn't it? The Prime Minister comes along. He knows it all. He stands up in front of our 300 people, talks about the spirit of Australia being volunteerism. We all agree with that. But it's also emergency services across the board makes a political speech and on analysis what does it mean? It has no substance. What was he doing here? He's in a federal election. There is no place for that type of politics in emergency services. So, Mr Turnbull, if you're going to talk to firefighters, talk to all of them. If you're going to make promises, make promises with substance because we are not political pawns for you to play with so you can score some points in the media. Again, we're very disappointed in you. Please don't do that again. You're not welcome and you're not invited. But I also want to get rid of some of the untruths. Some of the untruths. They say there is division between career firefighters and volunteers. There is not that division. It is being fuelled by untruths of people with vested interests, such as Mr Guy. And just to prove that, we've got a number of volunteer members here today, a number of volunteer firefighters. We have James, a volunteer, right down here to my left. He'd love to come up. He's from Ballarat City. He wants to come up and yeah, My name's James. I'm from the Ballarat area. I'm proud to be
4: one of the many volunteers here today, supporting what's the right thing and what should be happening for the service, if they're true about immigration, um, I'm frustrated about being used as a political and I'm sick and tired of it. We've got a good working relationship where I'm from with the staff, and I'm proud to continue that relationship. And what the government's doing what the VFPV are doing, which don't speak for me, is only undermining that relationship. I don't want to see that relationship damaged. I encourage all volunteers to read the Fair Work Australia recommendations. And the key thing for the Victorian public and this government to understand is don't fight firefighters, fight fires. Thank you. He's uh, just roshed up, we've got Raj, he's a volunteer that works down in the south-eastern suburbs of Melbourne. He'd love to come up and uh, talk. Uh, Thank you everyone for uh, giving me the opportunity to come up and have a quick say today. I stand here because I believe that what's happening is is wrong. And we're being told untruth, and that's as a volunteer. I believe that we're being used as a political football, and I think it's unfair. I think we need to stand here united and in solidarity because what's happening now is the government is creating, the CFA is creating a wedge between the staff and the volunteers. Now, someone like me who is at an integrated station has to deal with my staff members day in, day out. So what you're doing is you're making it extremely awkward for all of us, especially with all your lies and your untruths. Now, you can choose to believe what you want to believe, but the union is putting it out there that this will not affect any of the volunteers. Right? Now, I stand here before you today as a volunteer, and I tell you that I do not believe what they're saying out there, and I know for a fact that this is not going to affect me. Right well, mate. Again, I say that we stand united and together, and uh, we will get through these dark days, and hopefully there's a resolution that will that will be good for both sides and everyone will be happy. That's the real thing. Come down, Mr Guy, and have a chat. Anyway, I'll hand back to uh, the Secretary.
2: Can I say, let me read what the Commissioner found. The independent umpire, the Fair Work independent umpire that the CFA referred the matter to for resolution. That's a very important point. CFA sent it to Fair Work for a resolution. <laughs> Findings come down, CFA board say, well, we don't like the independent umpire's decision. i re- quote. Nothing in this agreement shall prevent volunteers in the survey from providing the services normally provided by such volunteers as volunteers without remuneration. How much clearer can you get? You can't spin that. It says exactly what it means. There is no effect on volunteers. It says... The role of volunteers in fighting fires and maintaining community safety and delivering high services to the public and remote regional areas and integrated stations is not altered by agreement, by disagreement. Recommendations 1, 4, 7, 8, 9, 12 and 13 below are directed to this outcome. I'll say it again. The role of volunteers in fighting bushfires and maintaining community safety and delivering high quality services to the public in remote and regional areas, in integrated stations,
3: is not altered by this agreement. Now, we've got another guest, Luke Halakari, Trade Talk Secretary, who's always been hand in hand with the UFU helping with our our causes, and he'd like to say a few words. Thank you, Luke. Firefighters, both career and volunteer, you need to know, on behalf of the entire union movement, we're behind you, we're behind you. You know why we're behind you? Because you're behind all of us. You know when it comes to some of our hardest moments, when our family' is in danger, when our property is at threat, we know we can rely on all of you. But you know, you can't say the same about the liberal politicians right up there right now trying to cause trouble. So I'm going to ask you, are you going to let them to divide you all? No! no. Are you going to let them make you a political football? No! Are you going to allow them to put our community at risk? No! I know you're not. I know you're not. And how we know this? Because you're all here with less than 24 hours' notice, in the middle of the rain, sending a clear message to Malcolm Turnbull, to Matt Guy, that you know nothing about firefighting, you know nothing about looking after community, You had every opportunity to help out, but you didn't. And so we want you to get out of our way so we can get on with our jobs. Don't we all? Now I want to wrap up on this. You know, Malcolm Turnbull is trying to use you in the most grubby, slimy and ugly of ways. You know, he knows the federal election on and he knows nothing about victoria he doesn't know shit about firefighting and as far as we're all concerned he can piss off back to his mansion in new south wales because we've got a job to do in victoria we're proud we're united we're strong all solidarity to victorian firefighters
0: and that was the audio from the rally of firefighters on tuesday may 7th at the victorian parliament we'd like to remind listeners that 3cr radiothon is now live on air this year, we're trying to gather $220,000 to meet the funding target of ensuring that Australia's most radical radio station keeps broadcasting news, analysis, shows, music on its airwaves. Go to www.3cr.org.au and make a donation to support the good cause on behalf of the Stick Together program. Well, that'll be all for the show today. I'm Dennis Rogatyuk. Thanks to the Community Broadcasting Federation for their support of the program. Thanks for listening to today's episode, and make sure you tune in same time next week.